So if I were to ask you guys, um, how was your Easter? And you would say, yeah, Father, you know, Easter was pretty good. You know, we went to Mass. We gathered as a family. We had a great dinner. My sister-in-law wasn't that annoying this year for some reason. And you would just, uh, we would go on and on about that specific day, right? Like Easter was this. And that would actually be the wrong response because Easter isn't just a day, right? Easter is a way of life. What we say as Catholics is we are Easter people, right? We're an Easter people. We're not just one day Easter and then we're done. By saying that we're an Easter people, it means that we live as Catholics, although Easter day is over, we live as Catholics with hope. We live as if like nothing is impossible to our God, that our God has resurrected from the dead, that the tomb is empty, that there is nothing that our God, Jesus Christ, cannot do, handle, or be with us because, again, we are an Easter people. So it's a change of mind. To be an Easter people is a, this idea, not this idea, this way of life, this transformation of mind that says, nothing is impossible to my God. If my Jesus raised from the tomb and the tomb is empty, then there is nothing in my life that I have to be too concerned about. That's what an Easter people would look like. That's what we would think as Easter people. And so with that, that's why the church takes us back to this reading. The gospel reading today, Jesus is talking to his apostles at the Last Supper. So it's weird that the church would take us back if we're in this resurrection season. We have six weeks of Easter. It'd be weird that uh, the, the, the Chaldean church is going back to this time before the Last Supper. It's actually at the Last Supper should be a resurrection reading in the gospel. Why, why back here? is because we have the tendency as humans, here we are, it's been three weeks after Easter, we just entered the third week of Easter, that we have fallen back into some bad habits. We have fallen back into how we were before the resurrection. We have fallen back into this way of life prior to the resurrection. We're not living today, right now, this moment, this day, as an Easter people. And so the church takes us back and says, where are you right now? Have you forgotten who you are? Have you forgotten who you belong to? Have you forgotten who your Jesus is? Have you forgotten that there is no tomb in our lives that Jesus cannot conquer? Or have we fallen back into how we were before Easter? In today's gospel, Jesus commands us one thing. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And we must obey this command. We must obey this command of not allowing our hearts to be troubled because we're an Easter people. Our hearts cannot be troubled. Maybe before Easter, we would have had a troubled heart. After Easter, today, no excuse. We cannot allow our hearts to be troubled. And I would say one of the strongest signs if we have a troubled heart, if we want to take an inventory today of where, my, where is my heart today? Is it prior to Easter where my heart is troubled? Or am I living as an Easter people? The best way to just look at that is ask ourselves, where is my heart? What's the condition of my heart? And the greatest sign of a troubled heart is worry. How worried am I? If Jesus commands, let your hearts not be troubled. He tells his apostles before he is crucified, do not, hey guys, I'm about to leave. I'm going to be crucified. I will come back though. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The Lord just wants to remind us today the same exact thing. Do not let your hearts be troubled. We're guilty of having troubled hearts. We're guilty of being worried, myself included. We want to go back into this former way of life, of being troubled, being worried all the time. Some of us have made it as if our full-time job is to be worried. And today the Lord is reminding us, do not let 
your hearts be troubled. Because I'm with you. I have raised from the dead. You are an Easter people. You belong to me. And so because we do fall into this, uh, this idea of, of falling into this worry, it's good to just talk about that today. It's good to talk about how to overcome worry, right? What are some ways that we overcome worry because this is the greatest sign of a troubled heart? And I would say number one is we overcome worry when we surrender. We're not very good, we're, right? We're not very good, myself included, of just surrendering to the Lord. And so we hold on to things rather than surrendering it to the Lord. When we hold on to things and when we hold on to it for dear life, what ends up happening is we are worried. So again, some of us have made it our actual duty. It's my duty to worry. It's my duty to worry about myself. It's my duty to worry about my children. It's my duty to worry about my finances. It's my duty to worry about my marriage, fill in the blank. My schoolwork, my upcoming exam, whatever the circumstances may be. We've made it our job as if I have to worry. And then rather than worrying, we should be surrendering to God. Right? And what does it look like to surrender to God? To surrender to God means, Jesus, I give you access to this thing that I'm holding on to for dear life, which is causing me to have sleepless nights, to be anxious, to live in fear. As I said on Easter, fear is like a tomb. What's a tomb? A tomb is something that holds me down. And so fear, worry, is this tomb which if my God raised from the dead and came out of the tomb, we're called to do the same exact thing because of who our God is. Not because we're strong, but because he's strong. By surrendering it to God, we're saying to, 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 to Jesus, we're saying, Lord, I trust you so much. Your will be done in my life. Your will be done in my son's life. Your will be done in my finances. Your will be done in my marriage. I trust you so much, Jesus, that I don't have to worry. But we're not very good at that. Again, we hold on to our worries for dear life. Rather than having arms like this to our Lord Jesus with our worries, we hold on to our worries like this and we close ourselves off. And that's why the Lord is reminding us, do not allow yourselves to be worried. Now, when we say, Lord, I surrender it to you and I, and I, I trust you and I really am not going to worry about it, it doesn't mean we just sit back. We just don't pray anymore. We don't go to Mass. We don't study. No, no. It actually means the complete opposite. Jesus told St. Faustina, do your best and I will take care of the rest. I say this to students often. Father, can you please pray with me? I have an upcoming exam. Please, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. And I just say what Jesus said to St. Faustina. Do your best and I will take care of the rest. Rather than cheating, rather than doing this, rather than doing something immoral, do your best and God will come with his resurrection power to help us to do our best. And he'll take care of the rest. St. Padre Pio said, pray, hope, and don't worry. Pray, we pray. Hope, we're an Easter people. Don't worry. If we pray and we have hope, then we have nothing to worry about. And it's... Again, to surrender is to give it to Jesus so my heart won't be troubled, so I can have peace. Right? When we surrender, it doesn't mean I have less access to it. It means I still have access to the situation in my life. But Lord, I'm giving you more access to it. And it's also always a good reminder. Right? This time last year, I preached about something similar. It's a good reminder to just remember this time of year who our God is. Sometimes we read the Old Testament and we say, wow, look at what God did for those people, those Israelites. Look at what God the Father did. We have the same God today that they had in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. 
Right, the same God that opened up the, the Red Sea, he split the Red Sea for the Israelites to be, get a, to be able to escape from the Egyptians. We have that same God today. He may not be, he may not be splitting up a, a, a real physical sea for us, but there are situations in our lives that the Lord is saying, I'm parting that situation in your life right now. I'm going to split that sea so you can get through it. You can't see it. I have it, and I'm going to take care of it. We also have the same God in the Old Testament who he sent a little, little shepherd boy, David, to go against a giant named Goliath. And there are Goliaths in our lives. There is a Goliath in our lives, this big monster, this giant that I cannot see through him. I have no idea how I'm going to go against this giant in my life. And God says, I got you. Do you know who I am? If I can resurrect from the dead, I'll take care of the Goliath. With one stone, you don't need the other six. That's the God we have. Are we living as resurrected people? Are we living as an Easter people? Or have we forgotten after Easter? Who is my God? We have the same God who Mother Mary, when she was asked to do something impossible, be the mother of God. As a pregnant woman, we know the story, and she just gave her yes because she didn't have to worry. Yeah, she had some worries here and there. But she gave her yes, and that same God who took care of Mary is the same God we have today. Amen? Because we forget. And the Lord today is saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. So number one, we have to always remember, one and first and foremost is how to overcome worry is we surrender to the Lord. Second, how we overcome worry is we have to live in the moment. We're not very good at this. One of my favorite quotes, and I've said it before, and I will continue to say as long as I'm your priest here, I will remind you because I try to live my life by this quote. That those who live in the past are depressed. Those who live in the future are anxious. And those who live in the moment find peace. So brothers and sisters, when we find ourselves worried, we are living in the past or we're living in the future and we have forgotten about the present moment. And the reason we call the present moment a present is because it's a gift from God because our God is a God of the now. He's not a God of the past and he's not a God of the future. He's already there. He'll take care of that. So I live in the moment. So when I find myself worried, I have to ask myself, where am I right now? Oh, I'm not in the present. I'm for sure in the past because I'm worried. Or I'm for sure in the future because I'm worried. So I drive myself back to the present moment. Right now, Lord, I want to receive peace and I have no peace. I'm worried. And you are a God of the present moment. I'm not in the moment. So I come back to this moment because this is where I'm at and this is where you're at. So we have to continuously throughout our day. If we did this 50 times a day, and you know, I, I say this, you know, it's not the same comparison, but if we 50 times a day say, where am I right now? I'm worried. I have fear. I'm feeling anxious. Where am I right now? I'm not living in the moment. Lord Jesus, right now I bring myself back to the present moment. And because I bring myself back to the present moment, you are here in this moment. I have nothing to be worried about. If we do that 50 times a day, it's equivalent to praying 50 Hail Marys and praying the rosary. Love the rosary and I pray it daily. But what's the point of praying the whole entire rosary? Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. And we should pray the rosary so nobody get my words twisted. It's a powerful weapon. But what's the point of finishing the whole rosary? But I'm worried and I'm not present to what's going on right now. And I'm done with my rosary and I'm like, what happened? Let me stop myself throughout my day when I find myself worried because I'm not living in the moment. God, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, you're with me right now in this moment. It's a reset for the mind and we need that. 
And finally, the third way we overcome worry is when we remember that earth is not our final destination. Most things that are worrying us are of this earth. And yes, we should prepare and do our best on this earth. But that upcoming exam, my marriage, my children, whatever it is that's causing me to worry, is worldly. And sure, we should work on our marriage, we should work on our children, we should work and study really hard for that upcoming exam, we should do our best here on earth, but it's not our final destination, brothers and sisters. When we're worried, we are living for this world. When we are worried, we have forgotten, yes, I should prepare and do my best in this earthly thing that's causing me to worry, but this is not my final destination. This world can't save us. But oftentimes we are holding on to this world as if it's our savior. And this world, which wants me to worry, is not my God. That's why Jesus said in today's gospel, Jesus gives us the greatest news in today's gospel when it comes to our final destination. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Why does he tell them, do not let your hearts be troubled? He didn't just say, hey, don't worry, and then he leaves. He gives them the best news after the words, do not let your hearts be troubled. He's saying, disciples, apostles, church, today, do not let your hearts be troubled. Why? In my Father's house there are many rooms, many dwelling places. If this were not so what I have told you, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you there myself. He's telling them, don't worry. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. I'm going back to the Father. I have a room with your name on it. Because our final destination, brothers and sisters, is not this world, it's heaven. So when we find ourselves worried, we turn and we say, Lord Jesus, I know, I know, you have a room waiting for me in heaven. And I can't wait to get there. A place where there, heaven has no worries, no cancers, no viruses, no diseases, no sicknesses, no exams, no, no finals, no, no fill in the blank. And I can't wait to get there. But right now, Lord Jesus, I have the situation in my hand that's causing me to worry a little bit. It's earthly, Lord, but I want to be with you in heaven. But right now, I surrender this earthly thing and I live in the moment because I've done my best and you'll take care of the rest. So this is, brothers and sisters, how we live as an Easter people. And that's the best way to live. And if we're not living as an Easter people, we're, worried. we're, we're living as a worried people. One gives us peace as an Easter people. The other one just causes us to live a really miserable way to live. And when the Lord said, I came to this world, I came so you would live and have a life of joy and peace in this world, well, a lot of us are not experiencing that love and joy and peace in this world because we're too worried. So today, as we come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist, He is the Prince of Peace. We bring and surrender our worries at this altar before we receive him. And we say to our Lord and God, Lord, you are my God. I entrust everything to you because you came out of the tomb and I want to live as an Easter people. Amen?